0: gospel reading from the ninth chapter of Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax booth, and he said to him, follow me. And he got up and followed him. And as he sat at dinner in the house, many tax collectors and sinners came and were sitting with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, They said to his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? But when he heard this, he said, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have come to call not the righteous, but sinners." While he was saying these things to them, suddenly a leader of the synagogue came in and knelt before him, saying, My daughter has just died, but come and lay your hand on her, and she will live. And Jesus got up and followed him with his disciples. Then suddenly a woman who had been suffering from hemorrhages for twelve years came up behind him and touched the fringe of his cloak. For she said to herself, If I only touch his cloak, I will be made well. Jesus turned, and seeing her, he said, Take heart, daughter, your faith has made you well. And instantly, the woman was made well. When Jesus came to the leader's house and saw the flute players and the crowd making a commotion, he said, Go away, for the girl is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him. But when the crowd had been put outside, he went in and took her by the hand, and the girl got up. And the report of this spread throughout that district the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ.
1: You may be seated. Well, God's grace and peace to you, dear siblings in Christ. Today we hear uh, a reading from Matthew, and it begins with the call of Matthew. Matthew was a tax collector. Jesus called out from behind his desk collecting taxes, and at his command to follow him, Matthew got up and followed. That's it. That's absolutely everything we know about Matthew. Matthew. There's an entire gospel made for him. But that is all we know. I did a little research and I found out more about Matthew. Passages no results found. That's all that's written down. Now, from context we know a few other things. When we when it says that Matthew was a tax collector, that was not the New Testament version of an accountant or some sort of finance professional. Tax collectors were despised. They were seen as cheats and swindlers, folks who unethically skimmed money for their own pockets when they took your taxes. They were believed to be guilty of flagrant moral offenses counted among those of ill repute. Okay, so here's what we know. There was a man. He was named Matthew. He was doing a dishonorable job, and he left that job to follow Jesus. So why did Jesus call him? This is Matthew, one of the twelve. He's, he's a top tier disciple of Jesus. Dr. Matthew Skinner, a New Testament scholar, lightheartedly said this, this is the best of all the calling stories when it comes to disciples. Because Matthew is just minding his own business, doing his job, oppressing his neighbors, and Jesus comes up and encounters him, says, follow me. He got up and followed him. There's not a lot of fuss He doesn't complain. Matthew just does what he's told. And then the next thing Matthew does is throw a party. He invites all his tax collector and sinner friends over. And Jesus comes to that party too. He brings his disciples along with him to this gathering of folks of ill repute. And Jesus sits with these people, He listens to their stories. He shares food. He's present with them. He's part of the celebration that Matthew hosts with all the regular, imperfect people. These are the folks who the religious leaders find scandalous for Jesus to be spending time with those leaders essentially ask, what is Jesus doing eating with those losers? What I love about this call story and what I think Dr. Skinner is getting at is that there is absolutely nothing special about Matthew. He's not deserving or holy. He didn't have a respectable job. He he likely wasn't living an exceedingly moral life, He didn't have it all together. He didn't surround himself with inspirational or righteous people. He was just a regular guy. Imperfect and open, broken, and authentic. And Matthew just followed him. He didn't ask questions or argue or run away. He listened. And he brought his regular, messy, frail human friends along with him on this journey of relationship with Jesus. This is a really short story. But to me, it's an incredibly beautiful story of God calling and of a person following. The next story, as this reading continues, includes another call story. A leader in the synagogue comes to Jesus in great distress. His daughter has died, and in desperation, he kneels before Jesus, asking him to just come and touch her, that she might live This leader calls out to Jesus for help in a moment of grief and overwhelm. And Jesus got up and followed him. There's not a lot of fuss. He doesn't complain. He doesn't ask questions. At the call of this man, Jesus follows him right into the heart of his family's anguish as his only hope. And indeed, when Jesus does arrive at the home and he touches the child's hand, she is raised from the dead. Now, many of us hear this story and we see a miracle, a healing, an account of extraordinary resurrection. And it is all of those things. But it is so much more. This, dear friends, is the heart of the gospel. That Jesus shows up with us on our worst day, in our worst moment. Jesus comes to us in our moments of greatest anxiety and desperation and despair. Jesus celebrates with us when the world thinks we'll never amount to anything. Jesus loves us anyway when we're regarded as the outcast and a loser. Beloved, this, this is our God. Jesus doesn't call the perfect Jesus calls those the world sees as failures. Jesus calls us. And Jesus doesn't love us when we have our lives together, or we've cleaned up all the messes that we've made, or we start living on the straight and narrow. Jesus loves us right in the middle of our brokenness, in that space God loves us unconditionally. And that love follows us. God comes to be with us in our worst, in the darkest, in the most hopeless of circumstances. And God speaks life into the death that we hold clenched in our fists. This is the good news of Jesus Christ. We are claimed, we are loved, we are called. Jesus calls us as he did his disciples in in both of these stories to follow him, to come with him into unexpected places, places so in need of God's love and God's mercy. We are not called to stay neat and clean in the pews of this or any other church. Disciples are called to bring this relentless love of God out into the world. To go with those the world rejects. To share grace with the regular, imperfect people show up in the places of despair and suffering of our neighbor and to hold a hand. To speak life into places that seem beyond hopeless. To be led by the Spirit to share God's grace. So let us follow. Like Matthew and our kids today. Let us leave behind what we know. Let us leave behind what holds us back so that we may love our neighbor as Jesus did. May we, dear church, be a living testament to the love and grace that have taken hold of each of us in Jesus Christ. Amen.